Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. Happy New Year. Well, some, I don't know. It's hard to do because like this New Year for the new, the main feed, not New Year for the, the patrons. I don't know. Episode 336 F9. Well, I also don't know what episode it is. We'll get to it. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too. And this episode is brought to you by SpaceX, making humanity multiplanetary. Building on the achievements of Falcon 9 and Falcon Heavy, SpaceX is working on the next generation of fully reusable launch vehicles. Shout out to SpaceX. Now, shout out to SpaceX and welcome to Fast Too Forever. Joe, I have a question for you before we introduce our guest, before we, before I talk about all of my fumbling and bumbling in the intro. Did you even have to Google SpaceX? I mean, and by Google, I mean search your, your Gmail for all the sponsorship opportunities. Did you have to even search for Space SpaceX or did you just re- realize, oh, that's a thing? I mean, I had reached out to them at the beginning of the of lap, knowing that this movie was coming up. Um, you know, I I didn't get to talk to Mr. Tweet, but, you know, one of his minions was like, yeah, we'd love this opportunity to sponsor this episode. So it made it happen. You know how it goes. I thought this was a Bing podcast. Sorry, I wasn't supposed to speak yet. Uh, no, I look, I am a Bing. Po- I, okay. I also We're like, Bing. I, I'm Bing, too. I Bing also Bing. cracked down on Bing rewards in a way that, like, the way that Did I they? was doing things. I don't even want to get into it. This this would be a full hour. Maybe we'll talk about it in the other episode recording tonight, which will have already come out. So the re- we're recording this a little bit in advance because it's a Christmas week recording or epi- I don't know, whatever. And so we're not doing this. We're recording a little bit in advance. I don't know what episode number it is because maybe you've already heard an episode on Ferrari. Maybe you haven't. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so I don't know what episode number it is. I don't know what exactly, you know, because New Year's, whatever. Anyway. With us today, you heard his voice. You know him, you love him, hopefully. Mike Manzi. Don't, you're going to confuse these poor people so bad. (laughs) With us, once again, the host of Uncle Francis's Wine Cellar, NPS I Love Hoffman, NPS I Still Love Hoffman, and High School Slumber Party, Party. and Mm -hmm. High School Slumber Party AP, and Twilight Slumber Party, Brian Rodriguez. Hello, Brian. Oh, boy. Again, always happy to be here. You say all those podcasts, but it's been a year of not a lot of podcasting for me. Well, you had, you have, you've had more babies this year than you've ever had in your life. <laughs> very true. Very true. And I maybe hope. more than I'll ever have in any year. I don't know. Likely. You know, if you, so. I think if you line it up right, you could probably get a January and a like November going. You know what you I know. mean? Like you'd have to, or just you'd have 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 to plan. Oh, twins I, is a good idea. Yeah, they call those Irish twins when you do them. And in the twins, yeah, yeah, Irish twins, yeah. But I won't be doing that anytime soon. Trust me. But happy to be here for F nine, a movie that saw, saw theaters with you guys. Yeah. So now, but when we started, um, re- when we started recording, we stopped recording because Brian wasn't recording locally. Then he started asking us questions that should have been on there. So Brian, do you want to re-ask the questions before we talk about F nine? Because we don't have like backstory. We know you were with us when you saw the movie. You know, we know your rankings. I want to get your full rankings when you, you know, finish all the movies in a couple of laps. But what questions were you asking us before we started recording? Because it's a good conversation worthy of honor to show our premiere dedicated behavior. Well, now that you're not single, I was just wondering (laughs) what life was like. Like, what are you doing in your podcast feed reveal? (laughs) No, no, no. Sorry. sorry. No, No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I asked you off air. If you, you guys, not, you did not ask with that disclaimer. Well, well, I don't know, but like, 
so well if played. Guys... I fucking love it. Okay, guys. <laughs> I, I got to master the craft. <laughs> I asked you guys if you watched the movies still, right? This is this is you're supposed yes. to watch the movies. You tell your audience you watch the movies. We do. But come on, you know, everyone cheats on their homework a little bit, right? Maybe maybe you don't have to. I mean, you probably don't have to for a lot of the films. For for one and two at this point, I don't think that I ever need to watch those movies again. To Because, re- like, now we've but done the minute for like, those. Those are your favorites. Yes, yeah, I'm just saying. I, I just know that I don't need to. Like, at this point, I probably have the movie pretty much memorized. So I will say, there are parts of this movie that I don't really super remember. And what's weird is, so I'm looking on Letterboxd. So Joe and I have burned ourselves out in different ways on these movies, and we tr- we haven't threaded the needle yet. We still haven't skipped, but like for F9, when this, we watch this every single time, or I watch it every single time. So I've seen this movie now 10 times, which seems like entirely too many times considering it came out two but years we, ago. But we banged, but we banged F9, like, bam, bam, like we did it with everybody really quick together. No, remember? no, F9 was not super quick. It was slow enough in between that I wanted to rewatch it. I feel like F9 was the one that we were like, we're going to die. Like, we well, watched because, it, like, we we watched watched it like every it month. Yeah. Right. No, right. No, that's what I mean. But it was long enough that I'm like, I'm going to rewatch this every time. And then mm-hmm. Fast 10, I've only seen twice. I saw it once yes. in theaters and then once when it was on VOD. Yes. And now I own the, the 4K and I haven't even watched it on that. But like. We're getting there. But we're yeah. getting there. We're going we're gonna to watch that in a little while. And the answer, my answer to this question is no. I absolutely do watch the movie every time. And I admitted that there are some days that I have mailed it in and put it on in the background while I'm like doing stuff and not fully paying attention to a movie that I have seen a million times. But I make the effort to sit there and put the movie on and not listen to anything else while I'm doing it every time we record. And that's very, very admirable. But like, yeah, we are premier and dedicated. The recently non single Joey is probably going to have nights (laughs) where. He's got to take his girl out, you know, yeah. date your wife, date your girlfriend. You have to do that. And it's like, oh, man, I forgot to watch Hobbs and Shaw. And I have to record with, with the diligent Joe who is on time, ready to go. <laughs> and I don't have yes. time to watch the movie. What do I do? It's like, you know what? I remember Hobbs and Shaw like the back of my hand. Spark notes. Me... Spark notes. That's not going to happen. No. Um, also, you, I mean, you, you made the joke in there. I'm not going to forget that I have a podcast. I have to watch a movie for a podcast. Like, this shit's mapped out. You, Joey, you strike me as the guy who gets... You know how, like, there's the guy who gets a girlfriend and forgets all his friends? Are you the guy who gets a girlfriend and forgets all his podcasts? No, he just he just has a new calendar tab that's a different <laughs> color that, that fits in the... The 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 minute by minute breakdown of his life. Typically, typically Tuesdays <laughs> I spend with her. <laughs> See, with there you go. <laughs> by the way, hilarious. It's Tuesday, but hilarious. I know. Well, we'll we switch because of that. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been hilarious though if you got a girlfriend and you were like, "Fuck off, everybody! I'm done with like like not just even retired, like a Just thing. hang yeah, my just... jersey in the rafters. I'm out." Like, like it's I, I was, do- I was doing this for the chicks. I got one. <laughs> why, why bother recording anymore? I, I will say, Brian is so mean is the wrong word, but such mean. a bully to me on podcasts. And then on a recent episode of Uncle Francis, he and Mike were talking about how if Letterbox got you laid, I would have a harem. I'm just like that is like the nicest thing Brian has ever said to me on any show I, ever. And I didn't say that. That was Mike, and I can't like I was leading him into it. I was because I, I was like you know I was like keep going. Was ne- yeah, 
No, I said certain people on this network would do really well if Letterbox was a dating website. And Mike just went, yeah, Joey would have a harem. And it was great. <laughs> Thank you for reiterating that joke because you know I didn't listen to the show. So Thank you for not. sharing. <laughs> Thank you for sharing it here because it was a really good joke. <laughs> but we, the follow-up, though, um, to just a- asking if you guys, you know, watch every time. Um, you know, was, was sort of interesting too. Like, you know, there's some you pr- there's some you probably have to. There's some you probably don't have to, but you'd like to. But you did mention something off air, and I figured we should mention it on air. This is the first time you said you've covered it since Fast Ten or something along yep. those lines, or watched it since Fast Ten, right? Yeah, like both. It, yeah, it's a I, different. Look, movie. Also, I'm not skipping these. I'm not watching these movies unless I have to. Like, I mean, there's some <laughs> that I might like if it's on. I'm not going to turn when off. We first, when we first on. started. When we first started, I would like, you know, let one play on TNT if it was on. At this point, I'm like, I cannot watch this right now because I know I will have to at some point. And I specifically turn them on. Like, they don't run on TV in the background anymore, for sure, for me. (laughs) For me, it would bother me. This lap wouldn't bother me, right? What would bother me would be when they haven't produced new movies and I'm doing it. Over well, again. so so there is an interesting thing, and my big t- so this is again like we're saying this is the first time we've we've talked about watch this movie, cover this movie since Fast Ten came out. I think Fast Ten kind of guts this like this movie and Fast Ten both kind of gut this movie in ways like the Jacob stuff feels completely neutered because Jacob becomes family by the end of this movie and then dies. The fact that Mister Nobody's not in ten like there's so much about this movie that, like we're like ooh I can't wait to see where that goes and it doesn't go anywhere and like Fast Ten does other stuff but I feel like. I'm frustrated by now, but ultimately where I'm going to want to get is when this is, I'm assuming this will all Done. fully complete at some point. Done, yeah. Because like the farther we get from eight, the more there has been since eight, the more I like eight. Like, it's just like you sort of have to like come to terms with like, oh, they're not going to address that. They are going to address this. I like this character more or whatever, or you just get more used to the movie. But here I'm just like, ooh, there's a lot about this movie that like feels incomplete or half-baked or like, you know, Justin Lin not coming back for 10. I don't know if they're bailing on stuff, but I'm with you, especially, like, one of the biggest notes that I had was, like, where the fuck is Mr. Nobody? Because, like, we don't address it at all in 10. The scene with him and Han in Japan is so good. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I get, I I know that we get Brie Larson in 10, but, like. Not the same. It's not the same. And it doesn't address any of this shit, I don't think. So it's it's very strange. It's a weird context for this movie now. This is going to be a very weird and sort of nuanced question, but but I have to ask it, right? Let's go through the entire series. I'm sorry, I want to do it. When the movie came out, did it feel like the most important installment of the franchise? Like, right away. One, obviously, it's the first one, right? Two, just felt like a sequel. I love two, but it felt like a sequel, right? Mm-hmm. Three, did not feel like the most important. No, not at all. Not at the time, not to them, not to anyone. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So let's start with... Four. Four, I could say maybe. I can make an argument either way. I agree. I would say either yes. Five or, through seven. Or, or yes. no with the intent that the next one will be for sure. And then five through seven, yes, each. And then eight. Yeah. Eight, no. Eight may be the most interesting because it's the first one without Paul, but eight, not the most important. And I don't think anything since Paul died could be, could be argued as like the most important until the final one. Well, I was going to say this one when I watched it, I, I thought there were Originally up. or this time? Originally, I thought there were opening a lot more avenues to things. I'm not saying I necessarily I liked those avenues, but I'm like, oh, shit. 
you know, and then you're like, oh, my God, magnets. There's so many magnets in this movie. I was watching it this time. I was like, what the fuck were they doing with all of these magnets? Like, I get it. But and like a callback to magnets would be good. But just like there's like multiple times that we just have large magnets as a plot device that doesn't really go anywhere. We don't explain why they love magnets. They do really they do. interesting in this movie that they didn't do in 10 at all. And I don't know if they're ever going to do is like the playing with multiple timelines thing. Like it's a little played in other movies, but like they have not really done that in fast and furious to the extent, at least the extent that they've done it here. And the like, flashback stuff. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's so much story to tell, like backstories, stuff you can fill in. Maybe you should do like a laugh. That's like tech based, right? Where you focus on the technology of each film. Cause I, I always go back to, Brian, you know, fast. there's a tier on our Patreon that you can pick an entire lapse theme for us. You think I would pick that? No, I don't but... know what, if you were to pick a lap, what lap theme would you pick? It's so hard. That's why I haven't done it. I mean, for a lot of reasons, right? I think, at this, I think at this point, no, it's my own podcast. So I think it with my cousin. I think at this point. Coastal Grand Bros? It would be, I wish. It would be a, a very poor financial decision with a child at home to do this. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but like, I definitely want you guys to do a lap of the, like, there's at least seven now really bad parody films that I know would be torture for you guys to watch. I would love to pay for that. Joe, um, we watched one of them. Joe we wanted one this, of them. and then we watched one, and he's just like, I'm out. Do a whole lap. Wash and, that's, and, and that's probably the best one you saw because like, they made one last year. Like, they're Insane. still making, they're still making these like parody ones, and, and there's that. I, but I would love to make you do that. I wouldn't want to be a part of it, but I would love to make you do it. <sighs> Look, we we have we have made it very clear that we are whores for money, and we will watch anything people make us pay for. Well, I, I look. I'm on these Fast and Furious regular too fast too far. Com. I'm on the regular movies so that I can pay for the privilege to cover whatever I want on the Patreon. Like that's the thing I look forward to the most. Understood. Fun series, great series. If you told me, hey, you're not on these anymore, I'd be a little disappointed. I would be horrified beyond belief if you canceled me from the Patreon exclusive. That... <laughs> Look, as long as you keep giving us ten bucks a month, and Brian does give us ten dollars a month. That's not we're not just like throwing like it's not some backroom deal where like it's cross promo. Like we're not getting plugged over on high school slumber party. Um, as long as you keep giving us ten dollars a month, you get whatever privileges you want behind the paywall. Whatever. No, privilege. no. I, I realized <laughs> as I was saying that's a mistake. <laughs> The existing agreement still stands. I'll say that. <laughs> I just have this really long list, and I need to tackle a lot more of these films on there. Hey, did you guys out there listen to our shame episode? Uh, they our did. They definitely episode? did. Yeah, it, there was lots of dis- discourse in the Discord about really? Michael Fassbender's wiener. Yeah, oh, okay. It well, was. as there should be. As today's episode, as we record today, the Who Weekly episode today, uh, is has features a long discussion on actors who wore prosthetics versus actors who went full frontal. Um, so if you want that, Who Weekly from December 12th is out there for, there's like variety lists of like actors who, you know, whatever. So. Real dick or fake dick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I just try to make, I mean, select thought provoking films. So I'm glad that I had a lot of thoughts. I definitely that. had a lot of thoughts. <laughs> anyway, let, let's talk this beautiful thing. Well, yeah. we have to start with crazy credits because for the first time in a while, Joe, we actually have crazy Uh-oh. credits in this Uh-oh. film. Uh-oh. Brian, okay. are you familiar with crazy credits on IMDb? No. 
So crazy credits were a thing originally created for movies like Airplane that included fake credits that were jokes like Worst Boy, Adolf Hitler, and like which is like, oh, that's not a real credit, but like they put it in crazy credits. Right. Crazy credits now describes any kind of nonsense that's not like a traditional credit. IMDB users then morph that into just writing a description of how the credits look mm-hmm. via text. Mm-hmm. So that's what they are now, for the most part. Do you think there's too many people on Earth? Yes, on all Earth? the time. Yeah, all the time. On I, IMDb, all the time. specifically, yes. <laughs> Sorry, continue. IMDb is a great example of a place that needs natural selection. I agree. So That's there, one, two, but two generally also yes. There is. There's an interesting thing that I've been because I don't. I don't trust IMDb a lot, but I was interested to see because IMDb users, I imagine, are a specific kind of guy, typically, and I'm being yes, stereotypical probably. here on purpose. Uh, who would have very strong feelings one way or the other about things like the Marvels or the new Lady season Ballers. of Rick and Morty. Or Lady Ballers. Right. But ben Rick Shapiro's and Morty, movie. the new Rick and Morty uh, without Justin Roiland, people were bashing the shit out of the first couple episodes. They're like, this is a one out of 10, one out of 10. But then like it, it, it balanced out like, oh, some, some episodes are actually pretty good. And then the eighth episode I went before I looked, it had like a four or something out of 10. I'm just like, there's no way this is just like trolls. I'm like, oh no, this episode is awful. But it, it was. Is a nice it actually was. It's bad. Okay. It's it's okay. just it's not funny. Even knowing the kind of I'll say it scum that lives on IMDb, <laughs> sometimes you're like, oh no, there's actually like there's actual things here that like are useful. Crazy credits, not one of them. Crazy credits, totally useless. But we're gonna find there are three crazy credits for F9. Are you guys ready? Yes. Hit us with ready. it. Ready. Number one. A quick scene featuring the return of Deckard Shaw interrupts the closing credits. 36 people found that helpful. Two found it unhelpful. Crazy. How crazy is that? Oh, Brian, Insane. the other thing is it's they're resoundingly positive. Everybody fucking loves them. There's like never <laughs> more than two down votes, and there's always like over 15 up votes. Mm-hmm. I, I've been told in the past that I shouldn't criticize the demos that listen to these podcasts, but... Who is like upvoting and downvoting on IMDb? Like this kind of stuff. Yeah, she. Oh, yeah, that's right. She told us last time it's her. Uh It's literally her. Yes, and she's like, I'm always in crazy credits, and we're like, what? Yeah. Oh, I also want to. I also want to give a shout out to the Bravo Replay podcast. We had the host on the last episode who we're talking about now. We also now have the producer, the mind, the twisted mind behind Bravo Replay is our current guest. So, okay, crazy credit number two. All right, this film. Marks the first time. This actually, this is, I wouldn't say this is a crazy credit, but this is actually an interesting thing for maybe the first time in the history of this segment. This film marks the first time in the franchise that the title card is held until the closing credits. That is interesting. And I didn't notice it. Three down. Three. That has more down votes than the last one. Well, the last one, like, so Crazy Credits has also become a home for, like, there's a site afterCredits.com, which is what's after the credits, where, like, if when a movie ends, I open yeah, up after credits. Scene. And just, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh, people, like, it describes what the credit scene is, and also, like, you can upvote or downvote there if it's worth sticking around for. And, like, the new Godzilla movie, it's like, at the end of the credits, he roars. It's like, I'm not sticking around for one more Godzilla roar. What are we doing? Like, I love the movie. I'm not sticking around for the roar. Anyway. Makes sense. 21 up, 3 down. This one, I think, Joe, has the most downvotes I've ever seen. You were saying that they're always so positive? They're always so positive. This one, not as much. The third and final crazy credit. The 1990s Universal logo used in this film 
but in an updated form. And that sounds like I misspoke and I'm just reading verbatim. The 1990s <laughs> Universal logo used in this film, but in an updated form. It uses the current Universal music and the Comcast byline. 23 up, 6 down. God, that one sucked. Crazy. I all hated it. It's not helpful. No, Delete I do it. remember being very excited when we saw that the first time. When we were like, oh... This is like a cool thing. And then you start in 1989. Like, there's a reason they're doing it. But like, how dare they reference their current owners? <laughs> gross. It just feels gross. I agree. Yeah. So, Brian, F9, you saw this with us. This is the second movie. Did you see Hobbs and Shaw with us as, as well in person? I did see Hobbs and Shaw. So this is the second of the three so far that we've all seen as a family. You've been there all three times, which has been wonderful. What do you think about F9? Where does this... I mean, you know, I don't, want to, I don't want your official rankings now, but is this one that, like, now that you've seen it a couple times, is it high in your rankings, low in your rankings, middle in your rankings? Immediate thoughts? Where do you want to begin with F9? Well, when I first saw it, I was just really bothered by a lot of stuff, and this time I'm less bothered because it didn't matter as much. Bothered like what? Well, I'll get into it, and it, okay. this is a, le- a leading question, but we know John Cena's in the film. I have a lot of John Cena talk today. Yes, uh, there's a, I'm going to ask you the straight straightforward question, and then there's like a trick answer to this. How many WWE wrestlers have been in the Fast and Furious franchise? And this who is more a question for Joe than for me. Uh, I got The Rock, Roman Reigns, John Cena. Hmm. Uh, I don't remember if there's anybody else. Those are the three I can think of off the top of my head. There are four main ones. You're missing one. Who's Other. the last one that I'm missing? Ronda Rousey. Ah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't ca- I mean, like, I get that she was in WWE, but I never consider her like a WWE wrestler after she bungled the WrestleMania <laughs> so bad. Fair enough. But, These podcasts uh, bore me to death. So I looked up I looked up this question just to double check. And there's actually two more that are technically in the franchise. Oh, and who are they're, they? They're very weird ones. Okay. Um, there was a wrestler, little known. I think he had like a two-year run. I, I don't know his real name, but he was known as Vladimir Kozlov. He was a, a Russian guy. And apparently he became a stuntman. And he was a stuntman on Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, so we wouldn't have seen him, but yes. Okay. Well, well, you see, he's like a, stuffman, a stuntman because he's like a generic bad guy. Like you see his face in Hobbs okay. and Shaw because he's just okay. like fight, fighting, you know. And the other one, and I didn't watch this i know you guys covered it but apparently the big show is a voice in the the cartoon spy, spy racers, racers? Oh, okay. oh i didn't know that no i wouldn't have spy picked his voice out racers. either it's so random but like yeah so if you're listening out there the answer is technically six but really it's it's four and and you could even go the joe route and say three if you don't want to count ronda rousey yeah joe That's likes good. to discredit okay, women no i like to discredit ronda rousey that's fair yeah Dave Batista is he going to join the franchise? No, he hates no, the franchise. He's, he's I know, I know. Although <laughs> that would be the ultimate heel turn. <laughs> well, he doesn't. You know, he really doesn't want to be compared to to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He does not like that. He likes people, film, like Knock at the Cabin. When people bring it up in interviews, he hates it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like he does not like to be compared to him. It, it's curious. Like John Cena has not yet 
shared a scene with The Rock in this franchise. I wonder. Well, if that's because will. The Rock wasn't in the franchise when John Cena joined the franchise. Well, he so is I don't now. fault him. Yeah, I know, but it's it's been the post credit scene of the last movie <laughs> that came out. So I'm assuming that they will be in a scene together at some point. To be honest, I think that he's going to be in more scenes with The Rock. Well, John Cena's dead in quotation marks. Um, well, I think he's going to be in more scenes. Place, Hobbs can take place parallel, right? So like it could, yeah. I think he's going to be in more scenes with The Rock than he will be in with Vin in the next movie. Mm. I guess we'll see. Uh, the John Cena thing is, is so interesting to me. I, I was excited about this, but like confused that he just doesn't feel like a Toretto. And I don't think any part of this film, he feels like a Toretto. Well, it's it's still so funny that the way they explain that away is by, by Cypher going, I never detected a Nordic strain. It's just like, this guy looks nothing like you, Vin, or not, they look nothing like each other. Like, I never detected a Nordic strain. Yeah, like, look at that chin. That's mm-hmm. not a Toretto chin. And you're like, yeah, it's definitely not, because they're not fucking related. But the movie's like, we nailed it. We got it. Moving yeah, on. I'm glad they wrote it in. Like, they could have just played this off and, like, not said a fucking word about it, and it would have been the same thing. But I was like, thinking oh. about how, like, you know, when you're an actor, not that you know, but, like, I would assume, like, when you're an actor, like, you read... The screenplay, you're like, okay, I understand, like, my motivation for this line. I want to I know how to read this line. She's like, she's like, why the fuck am I saying this line? Oh, it's plot. Got it. Okay, cool. Just explain the way a plot hole. Got it. Okay, good. Moving on. No, I mean, the the whole John Cena thing starts out, he's a beloved wrestler. Then he's sort of like a hated wrestler among the fans that's super popular. Um, and he goes into acting. And similar to The Rock. Like, I don't think people are taking him seriously originally. And then he just like he's super popular now, super charming. I almost wished like he's like just a baddie here. He's just like a tough guy. Mm-hmm. I almost wish they used more of his charming side because like he is his comedic timing is amazing. Like well, if they you, fix if you watch... that in ten before they quote unquote kill him. <laughs> Fair, you have a good point about that. But like when you watch this one, you're like, I just didn't feel like they were using him him right. Like he he just. Like anyone could have played this like meathead, angry younger brother, and like you know we see with like Jason Momoa in the tenth one, like they let him be fun and funny, and I I guess maybe they just didn't want to overshadow the other funny people in the movie. I don't know. Yeah, why they why they come in and make him play hard from the rip? You mean? Yeah. I mean, it fits the plot better, but but then yeah, don't I cast agree. him. I- yeah, but then yeah, I agree because like you're you're not using John Cena to the best of his abilities, right? I I do think it's a disservice to John Cena casting him to play straight. But in the same sense that you say that they fixed him in the next one, Joey, The Rock started out playing hard like that too. It's like the same thing. He was still throwing rock lines, you know. He was hard, kind but he was, he was still like throwing these lines here or there. But I do think that they like they they toned down the rock too, and they made him play real serious at, at the beginning, and then he kind of like opened. Is that true? Now that we talk about it, of every character, do they always start him off hard and then make them funny? Um, I not think Roman, it's, I think not it's, Roman. I don't know if it's always that, but I think they, I think for better and worse, they go from being a character to like a caricature, which is the thing I've said a lot. But like they they understand like what works about the character, what people like about the character, and they lean into that in a real hard way because when you have fifteen or twenty major people in the movies, you kind of have and to go I the also, greatest hits. I also think that like when they bring a character in, they kind of soft launch them. Right, like I had this theory about ten. As that, opposed like, to Momoa... Brian's hard launching of my girlfriend in this episode. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I was going to try to throw that, that joke in part. there. 
Yeah, I was going to try to throw that joke in there, but Joey stole it from me. Good job. Um, I got to be so preemptive now. I got to be. I got to play I, defensive and aggressive. <laughs> um, the, them like soft launching Momoa, and because they like even said like, "Oh, we didn't think we were going to use as much Momoa in ten as we did because he's like, but he like stole the show and like got more screen time essentially." Right? Didn't they say that, or did I make that up? They no, they loved him because there was there was news that Vin was not happy that how much people loved Momoa. Yes, okay. That. And I don't know that he like I don't know that they rewrote, but like they definitely like left stuff in, added scenes yeah. for him, something like that. I think that the same thing happens that like once that they realize that like oh you might stick around the the fan base is going to like you, then they let you like kind of play with your character and improv a little bit and be more your self. I think Jacob's Jacob's like music when he's on the screen and they like bring him in though is so cool. Speaking about John Cena, he has like the coolest like Jacob's around music. Like I like the flashback. I don't necessarily like it how it fits in the franchise. Um, I still don't understand their ages and this makes it even harder for me well, to understand. Listen their, to a recent episode ages. where one of our listeners explains everything about it. As long as you ignore about a third of everything. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and look, Randy, I'm not, I'm not dunking. I'm saying the same thing we said there. Your logic makes total sense. If you ignore a bunch of stuff. And they, they apparently did too. So I think you're on the mm-hmm. same wavelength as the writers and you're, yeah. Yeah. Like the timeline for this film makes no sense, especially with these flashbacks. It doesn't like, Marvel will retcon things to make it make more sense. The more movies we get, to me, the stuff makes less sense. Well, they also keep uh, retconning the same thing. <laughs> they keep going back to the Han well. Explaining explaining Han to anybody that's never seen a Fast and the Furious movie is the most fun thing you can do. You're like they is like, it is he's it? dead. Yeah, you're like he's dead, but he's but then he comes back, but then they kill him again, but then he's not dead when they killed him again. So they they killed him like three times. But he's still alive. But he's still alive. The Tokyo Drift thing is insane. It's insane, right? Like yes. so so Mr. Nobody was supposedly recruiting him and he's like, All right, well you need to wipe yourself off the face of the earth for you to like join my team. But let's not do that. Let's not stage that. Let's wait till someone tries to kill you and then just kill you harder. Like, that's a really risky proposition if you like, if you want someone for your team, right? Like, you have a legit assassin after you, someone who's like one of the best killers of all time in this franchise after you, trying to kill you. And Mr. Nobody in his cocky ass way is like, yeah, let him almost kill you, but survive that so you can join my team. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a very risky way to go about things well what's also weird is that they nailed the retcon in a way that feels impossible to think about but they're like no tokyo Drift just comes place takes place later like it's fine don't worry about it like they they did that in a way that shouldn't have worked and they did it so well and then they the keep going one. back the first one the first time yeah after he dies in tokyo Drift, people are like no we loved him they're like okay cool we're gonna do three more movies before before then and like that shouldn't work and it works so well and then they're like well, now we're retconning it again to say Jason Statham killed him. Well, now we're retconning it again to say that he's not actually dead. It's just like, guys, stop. You figured it out. This is more of a conversation with 10, but part of the series, I mean, I, I know no one else cares, and I know people love this part, but part of the series, I don't want to say it's ruined for me, but like the stakes are lower because I don't care when anyone dies on screen anymore because 
there's a good chance they're coming back. Like the cliffhanger for the last one, I'm like, okay. Well, this movie also in particular feels like it really wants to kill someone. <laughs> it does. It really does. It really, really does. And it's like, it's like probably Mr. Nobody. And you're like, okay. Well, Dom tries to kill himself to save the family. A car looks like it falls on Roman, doesn't fall on Roman. They talk about the whole invincibility thing. They're talking about, like, we're not invincible. Like, they sacrifice themselves in space. You know what I mean? Like, the movie keeps doing things where, like, no, this is the one where somebody dies. Like, more than any other movie recently, they're just like, no, someone's going to die here. And And they don't. No one dies. No one dies. Everybody lives. And and again, and watching this after 10 as well, like, knowing what happens. Like, look, I could still watch a movie in a franchise. And if there's suspense, even though I know that they survived the sequel, I'm still like, oh shit, right? I didn't care this time. Like, it's not that I didn't hate the movie. Like, I actually found some things fun and, and funny. And I I know it's dumb. I love when they go back to the Tokyo Drift guys. I love what they've they've become. The yep. silliness that like they took early 2000s culture and they just pivoted to like be science nerds essentially and and get, get people to sit space. Like, I don't know. I liked seeing Sean and, and the gang again. But other than that, like, there were just moments where, like, hot take. I don't think your listeners are going to like this. Like, I completely almost tuned out on all the action in this franchise when I watch it. I've I've gone to that point a long time ago. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't pay attention to any of the action. Like, once I see it after, like, the first two times, I'm like, okay, there's a fist fight scene. Like the, mm-hmm. push, 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 push. I just like yeah. start looking at my phone, Same. whatever, and yeah, I wait for the like dialogue blank. again. Yeah, agreed. Yep. There is a before we fully leave the retcon conversation. Retcon conversation. I did have a th- a, th- a thought while watching this movie that like when they first find they they think they're finding Mister Nobody. They just find the wreckage. They find the clues that he left them. Right. They say Roman, go look for him, and he like goes and he comes back. He's just like nothing's out there, man. Like I'm like this feels like a moment where in a future movie they can show Roman actually running into Mister Nobody. He's like, Shh, I'm not here, I'm not here. Like let's like whatever. Ah. And I'm like, I don't know if they would. I don't know why they would. I don't know, you know, to what end that would happen. But it feels like that's a moment where they're like, well, we don't see where he goes. We don't. The camera doesn't follow him. There's nothing probably out there. But like it feels like, let's see what Roman sees, even if it's not. You know what I mean? Like. It's we- I think it's weird to me that they send him off screen and we don't follow him. It is weird. I agree with that. I, so, I, yeah. If you what? asked me if I remembered that happening, like, before you just said it, I wouldn't even have remembered it. I also agree with that. <laughs> That's why you don't watch astute, these movies. Astute, astute observation, honestly. You gotta you got watch it every single time. I do, but I was just no, saying. No, no, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that to you, I'm saying that to Brian. yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a good point. Like, even though I've seen this ten times, like the whole like what we we're saying before, like the Han, Mister Nobody, L stuff, like the scene where the four of them are in Japan, like the Letty Mia, L Han, like I remember that happening. I know that's a part of the movie, but like I don't remember the details of those in a way that I feel like I quote unquote should. And that stuff feels new to me. And like that's the stuff, Brian, that we've said a lot. That like it's not the action; it's like the backstory, the lore, the explaining why we're here, seeing characters paired up that we don't normally see paired up, like. L's not in Fast 10, Mr. Nobody's not in Fast 10, Mia's barely in these movies Which at all also anymore. also feels weird, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like seeing these characters together, like, because that's a, that's a cool group. Like, letting them be together is cool, then adding an L, this new badass young woman that we don't know, and then having Mr. In and Han there, too, which is like, this is super cool. And then, like, you know what? We're never going to do that again. We're just going to put all the brown people together. It's like, why? What? <laughs> well, true. Uh, you know I love sitcoms, and one of the best things about, like, un- ensemble sitcoms 
or the most effective things I should say is when they switch it up. Let's take like friends, for example, right? Like episode one is going to have Ross and Rachel doing one thing, Chandler and Monica doing one thing and Joey and Phoebe doing one thing. Episode two, different pairs and yep. they're doing yep. different hijinks ensue. So like that is the formula for any kind of ensemble. For sure. Comedy stuff. And, and look, these movies are largely comedy. So like uh, it makes, I mean, maybe ensemble everything like that's the formula for. So you're right. Like those, that's the stuff I really love. I can condense the movies and just make it about like the people. Well, because there's this like there's a moment at the end here, like at the very final barbecue, right, where like Ramsey shows up and Mia's like, "Oh my God, you can finally meet Leo, right?" Or Santos, I don't remember which, which one of them's there. One of them's making this Santos. terrible food, and Santos there, and she's like, "Oh my God, like so nice to meet you." And then I'm like, "That'd be so cool if like they became friends and like she started dating him instead of dating you know Ludacris, like Tej or Roman, because like they've been throwing themselves at her, like just yeah." Like, and then immediately, nope, she just goes and sits down by Roman and Tej. It's like I understand that you're gonna sit by your friends at your barbecue, like you know what I mean, but like. You don't have to resort to that immediately. Like, mix it up a little bit. In a scene that means nothing, that's just like people hanging out, why resort to the lazy thing? Do you think that this franchise is capable of having a complete flop? It's related to what you said. Is it possible? I mean, possible here? Or is it just like they're printing money? Flop in what sense? Like, it does not make money. Like, it doesn't make its money back or whatever, like, in a serious way. Well, people thought Fast Town was going to be a flop, right, Joe? And then, like, it still made, like, a billion dollars or whatever. They're like, mm, not good Yeah, enough. they were like, this one sucks. Nobody's going to go see it. It's played and- out. And then it was like, it still made a billion. Like, I-, I think with the global market, no, Brian. The answer is no. It's only floppy because it costs, like, $350 million to make. Exactly. And I don't mean a flop like that. Like, there's so many movies that, like... Like Ant-Man 3, everyone was complaining about, oh, my God, what a flop. But, it, like, it still made its money back. And then some, like, there's a lot of Marvel movies that do that. And I guess that they're, they're, like, disappointing. But I'm talking about, like, something in the franchise where they'd be like, oh, shit, we can't just do anything. We need to focus on what's good here. Like, is that possible at this point? Or are we beyond beyond that? No, we're beyond that. It's it's going to ride out. and It's like, it's fucking James Bond, dude. You're, they're going to make them until they don't, they don't want to. Like, I don't think... Marvel movies, same shit. Yeah, I don't think they're ever going to hit the high water mark of Fury Seven again, which made like one point three billion or whatever. And I also don't think it's like Endgame, where like when the final one is going to make like two billion dollars, it might make more. It'll probably make more, but I think that it's just like there's like slowly not bleed. They're like the core fans are dying out. They're finding new fans. They're like adding. Oh, there's now you know Cardi B fans or whatever who go see the movie. You know what I mean? Like Jason Momoa fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a Brie Larson fans. Yep. They they're just gonna keep like cycling. Let's ask the old Neil Young, Kurt Cobain question. Is it better to burn out or to fade away? Right? Like, is this franchise sort of going to end on a fadeaway note? Is it going to... It's going to fade away. This podcast is going to fade away. We can't have a... We, we, need, we, need, a, we, need, a, we need a long tail <laughs> on this bad boy. I don't think you can burn... There's too many people for it to burn yeah. out, Brian. You would need, like, everyone to get canceled all at once. Well, I think... I think if Vin gets canceled, no, I don't think I don't even think it would be a a, a burnout then, because I, I think it could get carried. You have so many other characters and people involved that like you'd have one like without Vin because he might have said something bad, but at the same time, it's it's they're still gonna make them, even without his creative direction. They're gonna make like another one to finish it. Game of Thrones is a great example, right? That show was so hot it could do no wrong, and they truly burnt out by like a couple of bad seasons later on. I think this franchise is beyond 
that point. I don't think it's like, I think that burnout moment could have happened after what was the top grossing one there? Seven. Seven, Seven, right? Like if eight, if they're like, we're ending at eight and eight was like terrible and rushed and sloppy. Agreed. Yeah. Unless the only other thing that could happen is like, they just, the next one's amazing and they just pick up so much momentum that they're like, whoa. I, don't, we I honestly don't think we're at a point this. with this where, like, if there's a movie that comes out, people are like, this is amazing. I don't think people are going to care. I think people are going to see this regardless. It's one way or the other. They're either yes, not going to see it or going to see it. Which lends to the, to the fade away mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, it's not going to, like, it's not dependent on if the movie is going to be good or not. It's either they have fans or they don't. They have the fans. It's going to be seen. Mm-hmm. Which was, like, where comedy was in, like, sort of the early 2000s, right? Like, or... Well, because like you can make a great comedy now, and no one's really gonna care. But you could have made a shitty comedy then, and people were that just had Will Ferrell in it, and people yeah, and people were just well, gonna I think that's it, true. Right? Like I think it's true of every genre. You can make a good anything now, and people don't care. You can make you know a bad anything back then, and people will go see it. We are in that that sort of world, the Letterbox generation, as I call it. That's where we are. Today. It's the Netflix generation, actually. That's like <laughs> really killing this. I gotta watch Suits. Suits is so good. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, if I came to you, I'm like, listen, I'm starting a suits podcast with Joe. We're, we're, we're it's you, it's you and why? Why am I involved? No, it's you and it's Megan Marvel. She's doing a suits rewatch podcast with Brian. They're like, I know that you're the hottest producer in town. You, get, <laughs> you own one third of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, she has a bad podcasting record, but that still would be awesome. I would do it. Uh, she has a bad in terms of releasing, in terms of money earned per episode. No one makes more money than her. So, oh, personally, yeah, but again, you know. You know, when we have the Spotify problems, we can discuss that. But anyway, what, what were we talking about? Fast Nine? We were talking about. So I also want to say, in terms of the flashbacks we talked about a little bit earlier, it is crazy to me. Like, I love the fact that we get these flashbacks in 1989, but it's crazy to me that we have adult Dom reliving these flashbacks from a new perspective. And then even crazier that his dad in 1989 sees adult Dom and, like, interacts with the world and, like, closes the door on him. I'm like, what? Like, you don't have, like, Young Dom, because, like, Young Dom would have the same... I know that we want Vin Diesel, the actor, there to have the emotions, but, like, when he walks into his dad having a conversation about, like, how in debt they are and how they need to throw the race and whatever, and, like, the dad sees him and closes the door, it's like, movie, what are we doing? I liked it. It was kind of reminiscent of when Dom has that, like, uh, Willem Dafoe and Boondock Saints moment in 4, where he, like, relives the the Letty crash Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. he wasn't at. So in that well, sense, like, I kind of really like that. People aren't interacting with him in that world. Like, it's not like the car swerves to not hit Ghost Dom in the flashback. Yeah, but but that's not like the the, the dad isn't interacting with Dom. Dom is rem- like he's remembering what actually had happened. Oh, I know. I'm just saying what the movie shows us is Ghost Dad closing a door on Ghost Dom. That's one. That's one take on it. Yeah. Okay. Do either of you remember the line at the very end when Roman's complaining about how hungry he is because he only had Tootsie Rolls, he only had space food, Tootsie Rolls, whatever? He says, my forehead hungry? Yes, I I did hear that. And I don't understand what that means at all. I think he means I'm so hungry up to here or like I'm so hungry that even my forehead is I don't know. Joey, Joey, we should add that into the questions of like, what does food all over the place mean? My forehead hungry. What does that mean to you? Oh, I thought you meant for the character quiz, but for the actual interview question. Yeah, Brian, what do you think my forehead hungry means? 
That's bizarre. I don't know. I, I would think that it means, and I know it's, this is not the con context, but I would think that it means like you have a thirst for knowledge. Like, you he know, just, he just really needs a library right Brian, now. I like, love that. I don't think that's right. <laughs> like I need to learn, right? Like my forehead hungry. Like it, it, exactly. If I went to the library, my forehead would be hungry. That, that makes sense. That is one take. Well, if you went to the library, your your forehead would be filled, fulfilled, satiated. Not until sated. you open them books yeah, up. True. Yeah, but you you're going there to eat, right? Like mm -hmm. your your forehead is going there to eat. I think he's saying, "I'm forehead hungry. I have a big ass forehead. I have a big ass hunger inside me." True. That's what I think that the actual quote is. We have to watch with subtitles. I did watch with subtitles today. Okay, okay. So it is my for my forehead hungry. My forehead hungry. They they they, it, they spell it hungry, but it's it's he says hungry. Then maybe it's like it's like Nicole, you know, like he's eating for two, like his, him and his forehead. His baby's in his forehead. <laughs> because maybe. his brain his brain is like so intelligent that like he needs like brain food to fuel it to think of how to get to space. Probably, probably. Um, I much prefer not seeing Mita, Mia until the hideout. I think that was the stupidest fucking oh, did you, scene. Did you watch the, the, the two and a half hour the, the director's cut? I always watch okay, it. Yeah. Yeah. I always watch the extended. Um, and this time I was like, God damn it. Cause like we talked about it a lot and I forgot about it. And then you see her and he's like, I'll meet you there. And then they like show up and they shot it in a way that they could cut that scene out. Mm -hmm. And then it feels weird. And you're like, yeah, it's not a surprise. The well, they also could have like just cut out the like kept the scene but cut out the line like i'll meet you there you know what i mean like they could have like there are other oh, yeah. ways you're gonna play it like you don't have to oh, cut yeah. out the entire because i like the scene but the whole like i'll see you there then like oh you see me here yeah and and they're like oh my god nobody told us mia would be here yeah. and it's like yeah but dom knew so although in the movie theater we're just like hey, where's mia yes we did we did have a where's mia <laughs> reaction <laughs> and then she did show up where mia? but i like that String. better oh god yeah hey. Okay, here's my list. Has you okay. has using Nos early ever worked in a race on this franchise? No, zero times. So why do they do it? Because they're, they're two they're juniors. Noobs. Yeah, they're yeah. Oh man, I just like I see it happen, and I'm just like, oh, no, idiot. Yeah, but it's a cue that they're that they're a novice and that they fucked up already. I although I don't understand, like I don't understand the actual science behind that. What? If you're in a race, I guess you just you you want to you want to be going at a faster speed to boost your speed beyond that, right? Like that's all it is. It's like if, if say yes. it adds thirty miles an hour, going from ninety to one twenty is not as beneficial as going from one twenty to one fifty. Yes, yes, but like again, it d depends on the depends on like the course they're doing too, because like you know, anyone well, no who hitting Nas on a turn. No, but anyone who watches F1 like understand this. Like, it's not like you're not looking to like gain pace and then oh that last lap, like that would be awesome. That'd be entertaining. But like, no, it's like you, if you could use all your NOS at the beginning and just like be lapping people, fine. You know, like that, like Miami course in uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, right? Like that's yes. not a straight straight line. Like that's something like yes. where like using NOS at the end. Like just use Could it be when, beneficial. Yes, when you're you on know, the straightaway for the to, to the finish line. Like, yes. you, like it's more strategic there. Um, well, we would have talked about all of this three weeks ago on our Fastlane episode, where we covered <laughs> Icons on Earth number two. Yes, 
we always knew that Dom had a race car connection with his family, right? Mm -hmm. But I remember being in the theater watching the first film, you know, when it came out, and not really thinking like that Dom's dad was like a top level NASCAR driver. Like I thought he was like a weekend. He's still not. I mean, this, is, this is like a weekend. This is like a, a local. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. Like, because it looks like a pretty big track and it looks like there's a lot of people there. No, he said he was like, he even says it in the first movie. Like, my dad was coming up in the stock oh, yes. car circuit. Like, coming up, he, right? Like, I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, I yeah. just didn't really get the sense that. And they even say it in this movie. They're like, oh, we have scouts here today or something. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, he's okay. not, it's okay. not a, it's like, you know, some amateur thing that he like might get a pro bid from. Seems pretty old to be doing that, but you know. <laughs> well, he's well, he's fourteen, Joey, in this movie, based on the math. <laughs> because, like, I, yeah, I wasn't really understanding that. Because, like, if he was like a top level NASCAR driver, and this whole no, saga happened, like, we're it's talking about, yeah, something way different. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. That part they did explain. They they definitely had that part down in the writing. Yeah, the the what is fine. It's always the when that's the question. How many people, and I, I don't know the answer to this one, and you probably don't either off the top of your head. How many people who have recorded and released an album are in this franchise with speaking roles? You can't, you can't answer that now. It's impossible. Ludacris. Ja Rule. Start with Ja Rule. Ja Rule. Ludacris. Tyrese. Tyrese. Rita Ora. Yes. T-Pain. Yes. Vin, right? Didn't he have a single? I, not an album. You said album, but okay, fine. Leo and or Santos have albums. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, both, uh, both. both. Okay. There are are definitely. Uh, uh, oh, they. Uh, Ig Iggy Azalea. Iggy, Iggy Azalea. Iggy is. Oh yeah. Uh, Bow Wow. Bow Wow. Yes. Bow Wow. Yes. Um, I would not be surprised if. Uh, oh God, what's his name? The guy plays Carter Verone. Cole Hauser. Cole Hauser. I, I was I was thinking the name. If he has like, I can see him having like a crooner jazz album where he's like wearing like a dorky hat. I don't know why. I can just picture that cover very vividly. He's like he's one part of a quartet, but there isn't the rest of the quartet. Mm -hmm. Once again, shout out to Cole Hauser. He was a lot of people were upset that he wasn't in, in the running for sexiest man alive because of his yeah, Yellowstone dude, run. Whatever Yellowstone really got him back. Well, huh? you know wow. like why the, I've 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 listened to who weekly talked about this a while like they approach they have to approach so many people for Sexiest Man Alive and like no one could say yes cuz it was during the strike and so Patrick Dempsey's like I got nothing really to promote like I'll do it. <laughs> That's awesome. Ah, I didn't know that. So that like so apparently sense, they though. they've approached Gosling a lot. Gosling always says no, but like it would have made sense for him to be like I'm Ken, you know what I mean? But like he couldn't because he couldn't talk about Barbie. So Damn. Patrick Dempsey was in movies. Like he was in Thanksgiving and one of the movies that came out this year, but like he's not promoting those. Like he's not the star of those. He's just like, yeah, you yeah, love me from Grey's Anatomy, which I'm not talking about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair enough. I didn't realize that. Good to know. Idris Elba um, has an album. Oh, really? Yes. And he made, he had songs on Hobbs and Shaw. Mm -hmm. Oh, duh. Uh, I actually knew that. Um, what's his name? Romeo Cardi, Santos. Cardi and this. Cardi, yeah. Romeo Santos, I mentioned, like, is that random scene in. Which of them is like, oh, I'll take Mia here in my compound in Dominican Republic. Um, I forgot there are probably, that. honestly, a handful of like actors that we don't know that they've added to cater to a specific country that are like musicians that I'm just not pulling oh, right now. I think so, too. I think 100%. Yes. Very good call. Probably like that Brazil guy. Mm -hmm. like, what, what, yeah, yeah. Know? Like all of all of 
all of the, like the Hispanic ads that are in for like a little bit, I think are probably like reggaeton mm-hmm. singers. Does that... Devin Aoki have an album? No, but her brother does. Of course. Has she ever been featured on a Steve Aoki song? No. That'd be so good. Huh. Why? I don't know. Just because like, can you imagine like the, the weight of a feat Devin Aoki? F-E-A-T period, Devin Aoki. Just I like, was going to say, Devin clar- Aoki's clarify, feet is what you're thinking about right now? Specifically, very specifically. <laughs> Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Have you ever made love with a Fast and Furious film in the background? Mm, I've definitely made out to a bunch of them. But no. Mm-mm. Not yet. <laughs> Could you? I mean, not yet ain't pretty much answering Nothing my question. Nothing but time. Could you? I don't know. I think I'd be too distracted. Because, like, you guys know every inch of this franchise now. Like, could, yeah, like, with it in the background. Like, could it believe Would that be the line? Like, I know every inch of this franchise. (laughs) I want to know every inch of you. If there was a Fast and Furious movie, like, that you would make love to, not literally to the movie, but the first one's the horniest one. We talked about those, Kate. The first one's the horniest one. Yeah, but, like, I. The horniest night might not. See, you can, really... And you can't say Tokyo Drift because then you're just a creep because they're all in high school. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know who I'd like to see back? The late ones have babies in them. I don't want that either. I think it's either going to be one, two, or Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> yeah, Hobbs and Shaw is pretty sexy, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, I was watching this and you reminded me of something. Like, I don't know how she fit in, but like the girl that Sean gets with in Tokyo Drift would like to see her again. Dude, I didn't. I I said this in the ch- in the Discord, but I was watching like the CSI Pluto channel a couple of nights ago to go to sleep, and fucking Neela just showed up. Oh, nice! Like, yeah, I was like, I have not thought about this actress in forever, and she's like, host. She was like hosting some kind of like, I don't know, singing battle show or something like that. I forget what happened, but she was like in it and was like the host of some like show that was happening. It was really strange. Wow, that's interesting. Also, on my list, disappointed we didn't get Bilkins in this one. Still disappointed about that. Um, well, we would have talked a lot about that on the mm-hmm. Icons Unearthed mm-hmm. episode that came out before. What? That. Bilkins is, is in oh, that yeah. too? Yep. Weirdly, for seemingly no reason. We'll talk about it. I would have, I would love to hear about all and the it, it has, what's his name, in like, yeah. talking about Le- Fast Brian, and Brian, listen Furious. to the episode that will come out this week <laughs> as we record. You'll have all these answers, questions answered. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Sorry, well, the, the, then those are my notes. I mean, like all of them have been covered already in previous episodes. I one. Why the fuck in Fast Ten did we not get Yondu back? Great character. Also, they just wrote him off. Michael Rooker. Yeah, yeah. Like, why is Michael Rooker just gone? They just fucking wrote him off. We don't need him for ten. He's a great character. Lame. Is there going to be a time where Fast and the Furious can't go to actual countries and they can only go to fake countries? I love. Well, no, because I, I don't think they like countries. they don't they don't they're not negative about countries. They're always like it's an honor to be here. Yeah, but like, is there going to be a point where like they either just used all the good ones, or? Are well, you saying there's bad countries? I'm just saying there's countries that wouldn't be very conducive to a Fast and Furious storyline, is what I'm saying. What did you say before we started recording? You called them shithole countries? <laughs> is, is that accurate? Joe's running for office. He's making. He's just making sure that all of his vocabulary is down pat. <laughs> um, no, okay. First of all, they don't go to cool countries. They go to countries that pay them money. If you 
look around this time. No, they go to out. countries that look cool. They also go to. Yes, I think they also go to countries that Vin wants to take a vacation on. Just, just yeah, like also fair, fair, but also countries that pay them money, like yeah, Scotland. Scotland. Scotland this year had so many movies like that were randomly in Scotland. You could look it up. They're just like, oh shit, we need some like love here, and they'll just give out cash or like giant here. tax breaks, whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is, you know, tax breaks, whatever. So like that. That's how they choose a lot of their countries. Also, yes, the Vin vacation thing too. But they're definitely, you know, um, the Gulf countries, whenever they're featured in these movies, they're just like bidding wars of like, no, jump between our towers. Mm-hmm. And... Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, that that's how it goes there. They're never going to run out of that. Someone's always going to pay them. Like, what, what, what what's Bilkins doing in Azerbaijan? Like, you know, it's going to be something like that. He's running shit. <laughs> how cool would that be? Oh, my God. I'd be back in if there's a country that Bilkins is running. Heather like, Antos like... would be back in, too. <laughs> <laughs> she loved Bilkins. Who doesn't love Bilkins? Great, great character. Absolutely. I love, again, we keep talking, I mean, I keep talking about too, too Fast, Too Furious, but like when he just lets, in Barstow, when he just lets Roman and Brian just like duke it out and he's just like watching, eating popcorn. Love that scene. Yeah, we were talked about that a lot mm-hmm. on the episode that just came out because mm-hmm. it's a prominent part of the Icons on Earth second episode. <laughs> Damn. Damn, I was on, I'm on the wrong episode today. Mm-hmm. Well, you, no, yeah. you're on the right episode. You're just recording at the wrong time. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. As a reminder to listeners, you'll be on unless there's another movie that comes out between now and the next lap, which we don't think it's going to. You're going to be on Fast Ten because the only movies you've not talked about with us are Ten and One, and I want you to end with one. And then once you've seen them all, you'll be added to the rotation of like when a new movie comes out, you'll just do it with us at the beginning. But so Ten and then One, which would be almost back to back, basically. But yeah, we're, we're getting we're we're our lap by lap, Brian guest, whatever. We're, we're coming. To, I mean, you'll you'll then be on other episodes or whatever. Not not. not we're gonna kill it like Han, but then bring it back. Mm. Nice. So Brian, I know that you listen to every episode, so you of course know this. But um, every episode this lap because this is the planes, trains, but no automobiles yes. lap we have been, and there we've been logging every non car, and there are. Surprisingly, uh, quite a bit. So many. So, Joe, please go in order. Every non-car vehicle. Every non-car vehicle. Correct. Yes. Tractor. Well, before that, I had. <laughs> it's not a car. It is a car, but I wrote down race car as well. But yes, tractor is the first one. Definitely. I, I discounted race car because I was like, that is just a car. But yes, stock car. Yes. If you want tractor. to get specific, tractor under- definitively that they're working on. Yes. Yes. Letty's Harley. Yes. Uh, military plane. Cargo plane. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman's military vehicle thing that is not really a car. Are those all of the, like, the military-grade stuff, like, when they're in Monte Quinto, all those things? No, Roman specifically, and then the dune buggy things, too. Okay, 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 okay. Helicopter. Okay. Possibly contra... Oh, oh, and then I started paying attention to the movie, so I forgot, so do you, if you have any in between Well, I have, here... like, there's the thing that, like, when Jacob does the thing, like, he's got his, it's not a drone, I don't think it's the plane, but his, like, sort of futuristic military plane. The With the magnet? Yes. Yes. Yeah, but I don't think Jacob's driving that. I think, like, Cypher is flying. Well, that's that what, that's, yeah, up, yeah, right? yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. There's also the military jet that the Tokyo Drift Boys are racing against. Yes, th- that and the the like the rocket car. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Fiero in outer space. No, before that. Oh, is Jacob ziplining? Oh, we've talked about this. I'm not sure how to feel about this. 
is a zipline a vehicle, Brian? It's not a powered zipline, right? Just a zip. Are there powered ziplines? Well, that's what I'm asking. I mean, there could be. Wait, yeah, it depends on your definition. Like, do you count like what is your definition, of, your a definition vehicle, of a vehicle, Brian? Brian? What's mine? Mm-hmm. Like, I was thinking you meant a powered vehicle, like like a, a glider wouldn't count. Would a bicycle count? Yeah, but there, there's a machine. I guess there's a machine element and a glider too. What about a horse, Brian? Oh, does a horse count? What about a skateboard? You know what? I get. I guess the zipline would count if 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 the definition is something that helps you get from point A to point B. We're asking you. Mm-hmm. We're not giving you a definition. We're just asking you what a vehicle is and what would count or wouldn't count. What's the definition of a vehicle? Let's ask ChatGPT. We've never looked. No, we know. We've never <laughs> asked it. We don't want to know the answer. We just want to argue about it. <laughs> this is this is good content, guys. Like this is. Like, why is this not behind the paywall? Like, then you get a lot more patrons. Brian, we've had this conversation like every single episode. <laughs> well, I'm asking, you know. You didn't do it when in my Armageddon episode. Well, that was very early in the lap. We 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 didn't have the argument really lined up yet. Like lock locked in. Although yeah. this is something that like Joe and I are not arguing about because we're both equally confused as fuck. Is a kite a vehicle? Don't know. A uh, hang glider. The hang glider. Uh-huh. Hang glider is essentially a kite. I don't that think you a ride. kite is because you're not riding a kite. Like a person's not on a kite. <laughs> now, if you strap like a gerbil to the thing, <laughs> yeah, it would be a vehicle for the gerbil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else do you have before Fiero in outer space? Uh, rocket car, the the plane that no, and the and the plane that uh, Sean is flying. That's that's where I caught back up. Okay, yep. And then there's also while they're doing that, and they're doing like the race on the ground. There's like the military vehicles. Yeah, and the rocket ship that they send up. Uh-huh. There's also the hauler-esque vehicle, like we had in Fury 7. Truck thing. Mm-hmm. I have that, yeah. And there's a last satellite? one, what do you got? There's a satellite, which is not really... There's nobody on the satellite. There's nobody on okay. that satellite. Well, there's the International Space Station. Space Station, that... yes. How is that a vehicle, Space Station? It's a means of conveyance in outer space. Does your house move through space? Yes. Everything moves through space. True. Ooh, that's a good a house point. vehicle. I like that. Yeah, is a house a vehicle? And then my <laughs> last one is uh, Charlie's just drone. No, one wait, wait. more. But it's called a space station for a reason. It is stationary within the construct of its environment. It is not. But a everything is moving through space. You just said. But yeah, Ooh. but that's why you can't you can't say that it is a vehicle. You're just arguing with yourself here. Hoisted Ve- petard. Vehicles get there. And the last one that I have. Yep is during the hauler roll, um, we have a lot of cranes. Sweet. There's a lot of w- weird Are cranes vehicles? vehicles? If they move. It has wheels. So everything with wheels is a vehicle? Could be. Is a windmill a vehicle? Does a windmill have wheels? Yeah, internally. Is a clock Those a vehicle? Cogs. Those cogs are cogs. Cogs are a type of wheels. Brian, um, it's like you don't even understand what we're talking about here. <laughs> I thought we were going to have an intelligent conversation and Brian just asking stupid ass questions. Fucking everything up. Do either of you have any thoughts about F9 or should we play This Ain't No 10 Second Race? I really hope that we contextualize some of what the fuck happened in this movie later because it didn't do it in 10. That's what I'm thinking after watching Not that I like this one less, but I was just like, I was disappointed by like how dismissive of a lot of this Fast X seems like in retrospect, but... Yeah, it doesn't care about any of I this movie. I think the farther we get, just the more some of this will come into focus. Or be like... Hopefully. Or, you know, like, we'll be like, oh, well, Elle's never coming back, but it was cool to have her in that one movie. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that it's it's pending Maybe. is frustrating, but, like, one way or the other, 
it'll be better. I think so too. That's a good that's a good thought process on what how I feel too. If you ever never get another Fast and Furious movie, would you would you be disappointed? Not disappointed that you're not getting another movie, but like would you be disappointed in the series? If it ended right now? Yes. Yeah. There's no closure. There's there, there's just all opens. It no literally close. ended on a cliffhanger. You need a concrete ending. No, I just need some any for like there's there's not one thing that's closed at all in the franchise. But like before the Besides thing, like Jesse dying. That's pretty much the only thing that they've ever closed. Before the Daniel Craig bonds, right? You would just get different bond movies, right? Like they would just come out and you need closure. Like you can't have the ambiguity of just oh another festival. Well, and th- these aren't these aren't James Bond one-off movies. There's a running through line that has no closure. Would you prefer standalone films? Like at, I would at, it would be a different thing. I don't know. After this, after they conclude this and they're like, "All right, we're just going to make standalone ones now." I want Sick. I want Skip conclusion to, to the main franchise and then I want 1 million more standalone movies. I want laps to be 8 years long. <laughs> nice. Well, you got to do this forever. This is a part of your life. Exactly. You need more content. Definitely more. There's definitely not enough right now. Um, you just need you need like thirty film laps. We're getting there. Yeah. Close. Hope so. It's All right, wish. we have one more thing to do. It's called this ain't no ten second race, aka boy do we have a podcast for you. Boy do we have a podcast for you. Come and check out our show. Yeah, yeah. This is where we go on twitter.com, aka the bird app. Find anyone tweeting about these movies posting about these movies i'm so sorry and respond to them as too fast so last episode for hobbs and Shaw, we had kate hudson of bravo replay on joe i found bonji at bonsai brandon i think the funniest thing about the hobbs and shaw film was that the rock wait no that's not oh that's sorry that was kate's i found ricky valero at ricky valero i am beginning to wonder when fast 11 will come out because i heard they are doing hobbs and shaw 2 before they begin filming Fast 11. With that, we are probably looking at maybe 2026 before Fast 11, question mark? And I said, we've tried to figure this out so many times, we have no idea either. The longer we wait, though, oh, because this guy also loves Zac Efron. The longer we wait, though, the sooner Zac Efron can replace Scott Eastwood as Little Nobody, though, right? Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Nothing, swing, and a miss. Joe, you found Stens at Stens, Simp, TM, Hobbs and Shaw's soundtrack is an absolute banger, L-A-M-L-M-A-O. And we said Stens, we were just watching Hobbs and Shaw and had the exact same thoughts. It may be the best soundtrack in the franchise. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. It got a like from Stens. Joe gets one point. Bing. Nice. Kate Hudson found Bonji at Bonsai Brandon. I think the funniest thing about the Hobbs and Shaw film was that The Rock reads Nietzsche while chugging raw eggs, the picture of the Hob of Hobbs making breakfast. And me said, we'd chug raw eggs. Oh, right. I forgot. Kate made this weird. We'd ch- chug <laughs> raw eggs with you and The Rock while reading, while reading Nietzsche any day of the week. Winky face emoji. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. It got a reply from Kate Hudson who just said, nice. Thumbs up. But I was also I also realized we talked about this with her on the episode. Her account is private, so like Bonji would never have seen that she responded at all. Exactly. So yeah. she was like, I want to do this just like, you know, boost whatever. It also got a like from Kate Hudson. So Kate gets zero points, unfortunately. Mm. Joe, you got one point, which is huge. That's huge. We haven't gotten points in a while. Yeah. I think you got one last time too. I think you're on a two episode streak. Fucking A. Do it. 
Brian has never once gotten points in this game. He's gotten points for charity before. I know that. Charity has gotten points. Remember, I always play for charity as well. All right. Yeah. So I have a tweet. Do either of you have tweets yet? I do, and I have a good one, and it needs to get out quick, okay? Okay. I'm, I'm, I need to go first. I'm, go, I'm just go, go. taking my things. I'm trying a new strategy here. This is from B.W. Carlin at Bailey Carlin. There are few groups of people I feel worse for than the dorks and losers who do not enjoy the masterpiece that is the Fast and the Furious movie franchise. This was three hours ago, and Bailey was responding to people. The pressure's on. Yeah. We could not agree more, but you know what? We always have room for dorks and losers to become family. Hashtag. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Bailey, we could not agree more, but you know what? We always have room for dorks and losers to become hashtag family. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. I'm just I'm I'm trying I'm trying recency bias. That's what I'm trying this time. That's my strategy it. today. All right. I have one. I love the content of this. I don't think like the timely nature of that feels very viable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mine is from a month ago. But this I think works. I think this is really good. It's from Lady Dahlia at E-T-K-R-A. I, I get maybe it's just her name. I don't know. Still thinking about how Mr. Nobody sends out a distress call in F9 and Toretto and his friends complete the mission, but they never even bother trying to find or rescue Mr. Nobody. They've completely forgotten about him by the end of the movie. Yeah. And I'm going to say, Lady Dahlia, we complain about this every single time we watch any of these movies now. When is Mr. Nobody coming back? Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Excellent. Nice. nice. Okay, the first one I'm going to play for myself here. Brian's first tweet for himself is from Josh Tennant Snowman, at Josh Tennant. Her, you must be John Cena from <laughs> F9 if you think we fucking me. And then it's a picture of John Cena in front of his Mustang from the F9. What what do you want to say, Brian? Is this for you? Or is this for charity? Which one did you say this is for? He said for him. Okay. This he said is for, me. for him. I guess we fucking. <laughs> Boy, do we have a podcast for you? Fucking. Okay. Fucking. Yeah, it's fucking no exclamation, like no, it just f u c k i n, no apostrophe, Joey. So. Oh, I'm I getting rid of all fucking... punctuation in the entire tweet. Perfect. <laughs> and this one is for charity. Would you like me to read this one? Should for I say, you, I Brian? guess we fucking, or then I guess we fucking. Then, then I guess we fucking is probably better. Did you send it, Brian? I feel oh, like between Kate's weird emojis and then this one, we've never been closer to like someone being like, "This is offensive." Not that they're going to. Brian's one for charity is Delulu Lemon. I love Delulu. Do you guys know Delulu? Like, just no. It's it's the way that uh, Gen Z is saying delusional they're just calling it delulu which is i think is very <laughs> funny so this person is delulu lemon at might ash might ash well no spoilers but my fiance said fast nine is in space can you please confirm so 83 views nobody confirmed so let's confirm for charity let's say and this was march 4th oh, yes yeah, i i like that i like that can confirm can, can confirm boy, there we, is space yeah, in f9 exactly boy do we have a podcast for you Excellent, excellent choice. Love this one. I feel like Charity might get this one because that person's gonna, Delulu's gonna appreciate it. No one confirmed for her. Yeah, you're just talking into the cloud. 
<laughs> Brian, thank you so much for joining us this evening. It's always nice to talk to you. What do you have to plug, aside from Bravo Replay, or including Bravo Replay, what do you have to plug? Ooh. Joey's in a new relationship, so everyone say congratulations to him. That's what I have to plug. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> Bravo Replay is just a podcast I produce. So if you're if you're into Bravo things and you like me for some reason and you want to hear eh. my voice on it, you're not going to get it there. But do listen to it if you do love Bravo. It's a trivia podcast, which is I was thinking about this, guys. Like there aren't a lot of like I love trivia. I would love to do a trivia podcast. There aren't a lot of things that I would. Like to do a trivia podcast on like what a corn like I have a sports the trivia Mets, podcast Friends, like yeah Frazier. all well trod territory yeah exactly so but but I love a good trivia podcast so love this uh, here so stay tuned for Brian's troll podcast in six months the Fast and Furious trivia podcast <laughs> oh good idea I didn't think about that now um when does that when does this episode come out January two twenty twenty four. You know, it's a new year. Listen to Isaac's Lumber Party. Listen to Uncle Francis Wine Cellar. Hope to, you know, be more in a regular rhythm in 2024. Hopefully I don't have another baby then. And I can, yeah, I mean, or or maybe I will. I will welcome with open arms. Regardless, thank you guys for having me. Really, really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, that, that's it. Just, oh, you know, you can follow. Oh, actually, don't follow me on the X. I really don't care. Or just follow me wherever. Bye. Joe, our next episode is Passenger 57, unless we have a Ferrari Ooh. episode in there somewhere. But Passenger 57, the next regularly scheduled episode. So come check that out. The Wesley Snipes vehicle, Passenger 57. But for all things Too Fast, Too Forever, go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, anywhere. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at TooFastTooForever.com and our store at cageclub.me slash shop. And come back next time for Passenger 57. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. What's the vehicle in Passenger 57? It's on a plane, and we will tell you all about it when we see you again.